Welcome to Wiseish with Dr. Kavita Sun. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you all the tools that I learned over the last 10 plus years to be able to go from feeling overwhelmed emotionally and struggling in my relationships to now being able to have emotional maturity, steadiness and thriving relationships and to be able to set and achieve big goals. It took me a long time and a lot of trial and tribulation to get to this point. And my goal in sharing this podcast is to hopefully shorten your time gap to get to where you want to go. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello friends. So good to see you again. Or so good to talk to you again. I know I don't get to see you on a podcast and that's the one downside of a podcast. I want to be able to see your face. But for now, we'll just have to make do with chatting with each other. Right? Okay, so today we're going to dive into the fourth step for getting unstuck in your head because everything that you're stuck in whether it's a relationship or work or you know friendship or any situation the stuck feeling comes from what's happening in your head in your mind in your brain right everything that is happening out there you are interpreting and thinking about a certain way that is then keeping you stuck so the way to get unstuck is not some sort of magic answer about the situation out there it's a process of untangling how we think and that's what we're doing here so this is step number 4 are you ready so far we've talked about how having tons of thoughts and feelings and memories and images many of them contradictory chaotic loud none of that is a problem it just means what you have a human brain and you're alive all good things good news right <laughs> then we learned that in fact you're not even those thoughts and feelings and memories and images and we did a little exercise to actually experience that in real time right mind blowing stuff you experience that you are actually pure awareness you are the observing mind that's where your wisdom lies that's where all your power lies okay if two people go through the same circumstances and one person is able to use those circumstances to create the life that they want and the other person gets stuck it's because the first one knows how to be in the wise mind they intuitively know or they learned how to stay in the observing mind truly that is the most important difference between resilience and not so it's super important for you to learn how to do this okay then number 3 we learned that the way to think about it an easy metaphor is to think of your brain like a school bus right and all these thoughts and feelings and sensations and everything is the passengers and you are the wise bus driver and we talked about how important it is for the wise driver to keep his or her butt <laughs> in the driver's seat and not to get all tangled up and pushing and pulling and resisting and uh reacting to the passengers 
All right, my friends. So today we're going to touch on how do we do this in day-to-day life, right? As you're going about your day and something shitty happens, someone says something that hurts your feelings, someone lets you down, you feel disappointed, you, you know, run into a traffic jam on the way to an important meeting or party or get together. You uh, want to do something, you have a goal to do something, but you find yourself procrastinating or analyzing or feeling too scared of what might happen if you put yourself out there. All of these situations are things that you can use this process in, okay? any situation really that you're stuck in. So let's say today you run across something, right? Today or tomorrow that annoys you, hurts your feelings, disturbs you, upsets you, has you ruminating, has you feeling resentful. What are you gonna do? How are you gonna use this? The way to get into the driver's seat, my friend, is to use curiosity okay, is to use the power of noticing. Because what does the driver do when he or she stays in the bus driver's seat without resisting or reacting to the passengers? What does he or she do? You actually look back, you stay in the driver's seat, but you look back and look at all the passengers and you notice them, you label them. You don't try to get rid of them. You don't try to beg some nice ones to stay. You literally just notice and label, right? So you might say, hey, there's Sally. She's feeling blue right now. Oh, there's Paro. She's feeling angry right now. Oh, there's um, Mario. He's feeling happy or excited or nervous right now, right? You are just noticing. Now, I want you to see the power of this, okay? Imagine if you were looking at these passengers and instead of noticing them and labeling them, you were caught up in how they should be. Ah, why is Sally you know, crying and pouting over there. I even gave her, you know, a lollipop when she came into the bus. Why can't she be more grateful? (laughs) Okay. If you were doing that, even though you think you're staying in your driver's seat, you are actually right there next to Sally arguing and debating with her. So don't fool yourself into thinking that debating with a feeling is the same as noticing. It is not. Noticing is neutral. Remember in day two when we did that exercise and you went back to different memories? When you were noticing, you were not really tied in and pushing and pulling and trying to change the memory. You were simply observing, right? You were just noting and labeling. Ah, that's where I was. That's how old I was. That's who was with me. That was the weather. Some of those things you might not, quote unquote, have liked, but you weren't trying to change it. You were simply observing. That's the only way to stay in the driver's seat is by observing 
neutrally. There's no judgment there. Okay? So, the way to do that in real life, and there are many, many tools that we teach our clients, but I want to show you one of my favorite ones, okay? And I call this the mmm mantra, okay? <laughs> you might be wondering, what the hell is she talking about? All right, let me show you what I mean. Let's say I have a meeting um, this afternoon downtown. I really do. So let's say I am driving to this meeting and, you know, I have a cup of coffee in my hand, let's say, and I have to brake all of a sudden because the car in front of me brakes all of a sudden and I spill the coffee on my white shirt. Super frustrating, right? I don't have time to turn around. I am already stuck somewhat in traffic and I don't have change of clothes and it's an important meeting and now I have coffee stains on my white blouse even though I started early, I've been preparing for this meeting, blah, 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 blah. So my mind is going to be really pissed off and really railing against the circumstance. Why does this happen to me? I try so hard, nothing ever works out. Damn this freaking car in front of me that, you know, had to break at the last minute. Ouch, it burns. All of these things. Now, at this moment, I have two options. I could spend the remaining part of the drive up there in that ruminative uh, victimhood, right? I have, I have done that many times. It's not pleasant. And not only that, it has me going into the meeting in a foul mood and I often don't do the meeting well, right? The subsequent... Um, situations for the remainder of the day all get tainted by me being stuck in that moment of why me? Why does a coffee have to spill on me even though I work so hard and do everything for everybody? That stuckness then taints the rest of the day. Sometimes it taints a couple of days after and so many things and situations and interactions go oh go worse because of that stuckness. So here's what I could do and here's what I want you to do that I found super helpful. In that moment, when you notice yourself feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, railing and ranting and pushing and pulling against one of the passengers, right? In that moment, I'm feeling what? Anxious, disappointed, overwhelmed, right? Probably, probably those three things. Anxious, overwhelmed, and disappointed. Now, because my mind thinks, because my brain thinks, oh my God, if I feel those feelings, then there must be something wrong. That's where I get into trouble because I think now I have to ruminate and blame somebody and or blame myself or blame the car in front of me. Somebody has to be at fault because I'm feeling these feelings. Now notice the moment before I spill the coffee, I might've been feeling content and relaxed and excited and looking forward to, but I'm not analyzing that. I'm not like, who's to blame? I'm feeling good here. Who's at fault? Who made me feel good? How dare you, right? I'm not doing that because we don't analyze those feelings. But once we have any sort of negative feelings, we think we need to analyze and blame somebody. That's the first place that many of us 
start going into quicksand, right? So in that moment, I could pause. Once I notice that my mind is going and I'm causing a lot of suffering for myself, right? Because at the end of the day, no one else is affected by this except for me. I am creating suffering onto myself. And because of that, that's going to leak out into every interaction, every situation that I have for the remainder of the day. So if and when I notice that I'm getting stuck in quicksand, that might be a couple of minutes after the coffee spills. It might be 15 minutes after the coffee spills. It might be an hour after the coffee spills. The, whenever you notice, that is perfect time for you to begin this process. So you notice oh my gosh, I'm really stuck in a spinning loop here and I'm feeling really worse and worse and worse as I think about this. Okay, that is the moment where freedom is available to you. That's the moment where the exit door out of suffering is becoming visible to you in the fog, through the fog. Okay, great, that's perfect. In that moment, I would like you to use the mm, mantra. What that means is you just saying to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going on in my bus. That's it. Hmm, I wonder what's going on inside my bus. See, when you say, hmm, that is the sound of curiosity, right? We all know, even, you know, if we speak different languages, come from different cultures, it is a sound of curiosity around the world. When we go, hmm, that is a sound of, I am curious and I'm looking at this with interest and with a, an intention to understand. Everybody universally understands this. So the minute you say to yourself, hmm, what's happening here inside my bus? you are immediately, my friend, in the observing stance. You are in your driver's seat. You have your butt in your wise mind driver's seat. Okay? Now, here's the thing. You cannot even observe something unless you are separate from it. Right? Imagine looking at, you know, maybe you have a coffee cup in front of you. Maybe you have a laptop or a phone in front of you. Whatever you have in front of you, maybe your steering wheel right now is in front of you. Whatever you have in front of you, the very fact that you're able to observe it and describe it means that you are not it. Make sense? So when you use the mm, what hmm, mantra, you immediately create some distance between you and the thing that is happening in your mind. And the minute you create that distance, you have gotten out of quicksand and you are in the driver's seat in observation with curiosity. Okay? Now, when you're saying, hmm, what's happening in my bus here? There are many things that might occur to you. And I'd urge you, we have a whole pro process around exactly how to um, come into that. It's called the Emotional Freedom GPS. And I'll talk more about that in subsequent podcasts. But 
the first thing is I would urge you to notice and label thoughts, feelings, and urges. Okay? Thoughts, feelings, and urges. But here's what's important. You want to describe it from the language of curiosity and noticing. So rather than saying, I feel frustrated, I feel uh, like this shouldn't happen to me, okay? When you use that language, you're still too close to the passengers, okay? So when you say, hmm, what's happening in my bus? I want you to then label the passengers using the language of, I notice that. I notice the thought that this is not fair. Ah, there's the feeling of anxiety. Ah, over here is the feeling of overwhelm. Ah, I notice in my bus the memory of when this happened last year and that meeting didn't go well. Ah, there in the back seat is the feeling or the thought of it's okay, it's a small thing compared to what's happening in the world, right? Even that, I just want you to observe and label, okay? Everything, good, bad, everything in between, the pleasant, the unpleasant, memories, images, thoughts, feelings, everything, I just want you to observe and label. This whole thing will take you a minute, maybe two, and you can keep driving while you're doing this, okay? So you're just labeling these things. You might notice the urge of wanting to ruminate. You might notice the urge of wanting to blame. You might notice the urge of wanting to speed by the, you know, in, in the example that I talked about, if it happened to me this afternoon when I'm going to the meeting, I might notice the urge of wanting to speed by the car that braked in front of me and give them the finger, right? Instead of doing any of those things, I am going to say, hmm, What's happening in my bus? What's going on here? And I'm going to label. I noticed the urge to speed up and, you know, make a rude remark to that driver. I noticed the thought that. I noticed the feeling of. I noticed the memory of. Okay? And I'm going to label and notice them as if I was actually seeing them sitting in different seats in my bus. And I'm going to let them be. Remember, we're not trying to get rid of them. We're just noticing. Okay? We're just noticing, letting them be. And once you have labeled and, and noticed, I want you at, after each one to say, and that's okay. Right? Remember, when we have positive feelings that we want, we like, we don't resist it. Same thing goes here. When you say, ah, I notice here a feeling of overwhelm, and that's okay. Ah, I notice in the back seat over there a feeling of shame, and that's okay. I notice over here a thought of, I always mess up. Aha, there's that usual thought, and that's okay because it's all just brain activity. That's okay, right? So use the, hmm, what's happening in my bus here? That is the mantra, the hmm mantra 
allows you to step away from the passengers and to move towards your bus driver's seat. And then you start noticing and labeling and actually using the language of, I notice that thought over there. I notice this memory over there. I notice this feeling over here. And after each one saying, and that's okay. Right? And finally, next we are going to talk about, in the next podcast, we're going to talk about how to bring it all together and add one last step, which is the fifth step, that will allow you to fully process this and let it go. Now, your mind right now might be saying, what if I don't feel curious in those moments? Great. Even that is a thought or a feeling. Notice that. So you might say, hmm, what's happening in my bus right now? Ah, I notice the feeling of resistance. I notice the thought that I don't feel curious. I noticed the memory of uh, trying meditation last year and it was too hard, right? Even that is a set of brain chatter that is happening for you in that moment. Do not judge it. There's no need to resist it. No need to get caught up in it. Notice that as well, right? So my friends, today, before our podcast fifth and final part of the Getting Unstuck series, before that comes out tomorrow, between today and that episode, I want you, whenever you find yourself spinning in quicksand, getting stuck in your thoughts and feelings, whenever you do notice it, there is no such thing as it's too late. Even if you've been ruminating for 24 hours, if you notice in the 25th hour, great. Again, that is your freedom exit showing itself to you through your mental fog awesome take it there is it's never too late whenever you do notice it use the hmm mantra and start noticing and labeling using the right language all the passengers in your bus and keep saying and that's okay all right and i will see you tomorrow for the fifth and final part where we're going to fully tie this together so you can use it in any circumstance, any time in your life until your deathbed. So you never have to feel stuck in rumination and keep adding suffering to your life. You know, I often say pain is inevitable. Shit happens, like the coffee spilling on my shirt. Shit happens. You can't prevent that. Life is full of good moments and not so good moments. That's going to happen. In fact, we need all the mix of it because otherwise, how will you know that you're having a good moment if there isn't the contrast of the not so good moments, right? All of that is a human experience. That's going to happen. But the additional push and pull and resisting and, and reacting that we do to ourselves is dirty suffering. There's clean pain that happens in the moment, it's clean, it's done. It hurts, it hurts like hell sometimes, but it's still clean and done. That's the human experience. What we add to it is dirty suffering and that can last weeks, months, sometimes years, right? That dirty suffering is where all of our energy gets drained, all of our 
potential dies and all of our dreams get buried. So don't worry so much about the clean suffering and the mix of good and not so good that happens to us. That's inevitable and needed. That's a human experience. This process, which I'm going to complete tomorrow for you, will remove dirty suffering in your life and give back to you so much energy and possibility so you can go out and do things that matter and take risks and make your dreams come true. All right? I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, by the way, hit subscribe if you haven't yet so we can keep this conversation going. See you soon.